So is it true that you hate all the gifts you got for your son's birthday? Dad without a dad production. Hey everybody. And welcome to How to be a dad without a dad. How to be a dad without a dad. We're back. We are back. You guys can follow us on Instagram at Mr. Jose de la Roca. That is at Mr. Jose de la Roca. And I still need about 14 subscribers to hit 100 on YouTube. 14 subscribers to hit 100 on, subs- on YouTube. And Andy is doing his part. I saw that he shared my, my video, my first review video. People have been yep. saying that I should do reviews. And then I ended up just doing one. And I gotta tell you, Andy, you've seen all the videos I've done. It's like a lot of work, but yeah. this one had to be the most difficult ever because I was telling my girlfriend, my wonderful girlfriend, that um, this one, it was basically just talk about something. And I'm not used to just talk about something when I'm producing a video because I'm usually writing editing making fun of something or trying to make people laugh in my own way this one it was just like okay this is a product and let me tell you why is it good or not and i was so not on my comfort zone that it took like 200 uh, tries throughout the day and then i gave up i said i'm not going to do it i'm not going to do it this is like i was so not in my zone i was like it's just stupid i'm like you know, it should be easy where you just talk about something. But I guess because I'm not used to just talking about something, I'm used to like producing, writing, uh, making a joke, a punchline or like looking a certain way, directing myself. This one, I guess, because it was so easy <laughs> just to talk <laughs> about something and uh, I wasn't used to it. So I just decided not to do it. And uh, it was uh, around 11 o'clock and I said, fuck it, I'm just going to do it. And that's why if you guys watch the video, my only review video on my YouTube channel, that's why I'm talking like this. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Don't awake anymore. Uh, yeah, it's, be- <laughs> it's, the- it's because it's 11 o'clock here and my son and my girlfriend are literally sleeping behind me in a way that behind my wall that you're seeing right now, Andy. But yeah, welcome to the Dad Without a Dad podcast. And with me, it's always the wonderful, the one and only Mr. Mashed Potatoes and Meat Pies. <laughs> Andy, how are you? I, I don't need to come here to be uh, to be offended. I've got lots of other places to go to be offended. Uh, I'm good, man. I'm Wait, good. why it's is that like offending th- you? It's been like three weeks, right? I think something like that, or two weeks maybe. Uh, but yeah, it's been it's been good. It's been good. Um, it's just that mashed potato is like the blandest food. Like it's great, but it is incredibly white and incredibly safe. Um, and you can't obviously people listen to this can't can't see me. But uh, I'm probably the whitest person possible. Like if I wear a white shirt in a room, <laughs> there's white <laughs> in background, I totally disappear. So, um, so yeah, but it's, it's good. It's good to be back. It's good to be talking about that stuff again. And uh, I'm, I can totally empathize with that man. Like I, it's 10 o'clock here when we're recording. So I need to keep my voice down a little bit. But, uh, but yeah, it's good to be on here and chatting again. But you're like downstairs. Yeah, yeah. But I, I, I project. I protect my voice quite quite far in uh, a house i'm like yeah. literally next to two walls where people are like in the other wall and they could come <laughs> in at any time and be like shut the fuck up 
Everyone By the way, that. mashed potatoes is pretty good. I don't know what you're talking about. And meat pies sounds pretty cool. I mean, I know it's your cuisine and people say it's bland, but let me tell you something. Uh, I am a potato man. I love potatoes. I mean, if I, one, was able to drink milk and two, um, you know, try not to like uh, eat better now, but um, I will eat potatoes all the time. I love potatoes, any type of potatoes. I love potatoes. I'm like pff, potato guy. So don't that's the I'm... thing but you're, you're talking to someone who who literally had like lasagna today i it, I'm, I'm not a potato guy like i can do there's loads of different stuff out there like don't live yourself by potatoes i would say yeah your yeah. cuisine we just found out last podcast that mr chef andy is not into the original uh i guess english cuisine yeah all over the place i'm all over the place mexican italian uh indian like the weird homogenized version of indian cuisine that we have in the uk loads of different stuff all about experimenting um i definitely screw things up like all the time but that's part of learning so yeah it's good it is fun uh it's always a little bit disappointing when you cook something for like a two-year-old and they never and they they don't never eat it but it's like five times out of ten they're like nah dude i'm not eating this what is this a little bit disappointing, but we, we, Man, we get over that. It's not too bad. If it doesn't have sugar, they're literally never going to finish it. That's one thing exactly. that I learned. I mean, even myself, I'm not a sugar addict. I wish I could have chocolate all the time. Oh, I love yeah. chocolate. Anyways, it's been, what, almost a month? And uh, I'm not complaining. We've been busy. Like, you've been busy. Yeah, I've yeah. been busy. And the times we were supposed to record, something happened. Like, you had to do something. I had to cancel a couple times. We are just busy parents trying to raise little ones. And by the way, let's start with happy birthday to your little one. Happy birthday to your little one. Happy birthday, dear little Andy. Happy <laughs> birthday to you. That was for all your family listening. Nice, and, nice. In Portsmouth. No, I still mess it up. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was good. So the big day, the big second birthday happened um, uh, earlier in the month, just after Christmas, which is always a fun one. Had the family come round. They bring presents, lots of presents, lots of different sort of things. Um, my sister actually bought her her puppy round as well. He was like two months old or something. That was really, really fun. Um, but yeah, he had an amazing birthday. It's really cool. Like I never really realized this, but birthdays are a great measure of like the progress that they make as they get older. So like he, you can kind of, you can definitely hold a conversation with my son now and you can, you know, tell him, you know, Hey, that thing that you just unwrapped and kind of threw aside, maybe you can take a look at that again. Uh, and he does, which is great. Um, but yeah, it was fantastic. It was kind of, like I said, last podcast, it was, it was a mellow thing. It's just a family thing. Uh, although he did get invited to his first day at the birthday party this week, which was quite cute. Um, so, yeah, it was uh, it was awesome. He was amazing. He had loads of fun. Okay, so what you guys eat? Like, what did he have? Did you give him a treat as a, like, it's his birthday, so why don't you just, like, give him something so what, that you what, regular... So what do we do? What do we do? So we, we went to a place called Pirate Pete's, which is, like, this giant soft play place where, like, basically you just run around and jump into giant ball pits and go down massive slides and stuff like that. That was awesome. Um, and then we uh, basically we tried to give him, like, um, <laughs> you're like this, Jose, like sausage and chips from, like, a seaside as, like, a treat because, you know, it, it's, it's, that's, like, all fucking carbs and meat or whatever. Uh, and he was like, no, I'm not having any of that stuff. And I was like, okay, cool. Um, we'll figure something else out. So we gave him a, a load of snacks from the bag, like baby baby snacks and, and toddler snacks so they're quite low in sugar and then um we took him back here 
gave him uh, like a one of the baby meals. You kind of like you sling him in the microwave for like a couple of minutes. I think it was cottage pie or something like that. Um, and then what did we do in the evening? Oh, we got shitloads of sandwiches. That was it. Uh, we got shitloads of sandwiches from a place called Morrison's, which is like a supermarket in the UK. That was something that my wife put together. And then um, uh, he had loads of those. And then he had uh, a big two cake that was um, had frosting on it. And uh, I think it had icing on it, I think. But it was all super sweet uh, with like a jam and cream kind of filling, which was cool. But I mean, man, like you couldn't get food into him. Like he was so excited about absolutely everything going on and like we did a thing where we put him in nursery for like an hour um and then uh, oh it must have been about an hour and a half just so we could set up and then we picked him up and it was really cool because you could tell he was like i've only been in nursery for an hour and a half but they're picking me up and i'm not ill and nothing's happened like what's going on something's gonna happen today and that was ace um and he enjoyed opening up cards as well um, he did that typical thing where like his favorite thing of the day was probably a massive box that we gave him in a massive bag um so yeah he, he was absolutely awesome he was amazing uh and he wasn't like he never had a tantrum or like lost his shit that day he was just perfect he was really really happy which was nice wait so no pizza no pizza man he's not he, he doesn't really like pizza like which is wait insane. i was gonna i was gonna ask is like have you has he had his first pizza experience like good pizza by the way now like i don't know i don't know if they have dominoes over like there pizza but... oh yeah <laughs> we've, we've got the whole gambit we've got more pizza places than you can possibly imagine um yeah we've, he's had um he's definitely had good pizza but to be honest he's not really a pasta guy um which is really annoying because like pasta is the easiest thing to give to a toddler right um because like you literally just cook it once and then you just reheat it a little bit and then it's good to go and you can have it cold it's brilliant it's really flexible he hates pasta um Pizza, he's getting there. What he absolutely loves is naan bread, like Indian naan bread. There's like garlic or coriander. He will eat that shit all day. He loves that. What do you mean naan bread? Is that a typical bread? Like so, naan bread's like um, basically it's a flat bread. Uh, the way it is cooked in like a, I guess you'd say like a clay oven. The way that it works is in like a giant pot, and then they put the uh, bread on the side of the pot. And then it kind of like fries up a little bit. Um, but we don't have like that's like the traditional way to cook it. We don't have those. We just go get like some Sharwoods things from um, uh, some, like Sharwood flatbread from like the local, you know, supermarket or whatever. And then we put it on a George Foreman grill, heat it up for a little bit. And then he has that. Absolutely loves it. Do you guys have like a uh, sweet bread, like a uh, panduce? Do you know what panduce is, or do you know what? No. Uh, oh, so it's like sweet bread. Uh, you know, here is very common because of. Is it like cornbread? <sighs> oh yes, you're getting closer to. Yeah. To, so because you know, in California, the Latino community is all over the place, so everybody oh. knows what sweet bread is. Um, oh. Yeah, so over there is like, uh, you know, sweet bread is like, a, you know, well, you should look, see if you have like a bakery where it's like if you go to France and they have like all this like sweet breads or like dishes or yeah, dinish, yeah. dinishes or whatever you call them. It's kind of like that. Oh, okay. You haven't given okay. anything like that because I got to tell you, my son, he is basically a bread eater. This fool given bread like any bread like literally it's bread i'll eat it like the sliced bread that you buy on the market 
eat it cold, eat it. And then, like, the good bread, the one that you go to the bakery, it's, like, puffy yeah. and white, eat it. He will eat, like, pizza bread. I mean, this fool is dough. It's like, give me dough, <laughs> and I'll eat that shit. <laughs> pizza's awesome. Like, pizza's my favorite, like, food group by far, right? So to have someone in the family that doesn't like pizza is an absolute ball ache, to be honest. But he'll get there. He'll get there. That's the thing. Like, when you have a two-year-old, like, everything changes all the time. Just like he used to be obsessed with bananas, like we talked about in the podcast before. And now he hates bananas. Won't have anything to do with them. Like, don't even mention the word banana. Um, so it's just kind of like figuring out what he likes at the time and then going for that. But I think he has a thing, which I think is quite common with a lot of kids, where when they figure out what they like, they just have it all the time and then they get bored of it and then they move on and look for something else. So yeah, it's, it's, it's just, it's great. It makes it exciting. Right. Um, and it's also introducing me to new food types as well, which is quite interesting. Wait, so is your son? No, he's not the only little one. I mean, cause basically every party has to have pizza, right? For the kids. Well, that that's the hope, right? But he was, he was the only like little guy there. That's the thing. Um, cause we didn't do like the, the weird birthday party things or anything like that. We just kept it like proper family stuff. Ah, okay. Anyway, no, but that's true because my son is at the moment where he's changing his favorite stuff every week. So he yeah. will be like, yeah, this week I like blue, just like you. Next week I'm going to like, he literally tells you next week I'm going to like red and black. <laughs> <laughs> and like any, do you have any idea what why this happens or like where it comes from or is it just completely organic like i don't know i think it's just one of those things that i think he's easily influenced in a way that you know if mom likes red okay i'll give it a try next week <laughs> not right now <laughs> and if you like blue but i think his favorite color is for for real is blue and yeah. at the at the beginning, his favorite color was red. Everything red, 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 red. And I'm thinking it's because he was into um, Cars, the movie. So he was into Kachow and yeah. he liked red a lot. And then because, you know, his dad is all about like trying to push his itinerary on him. I will push the blue a lot. So I guess he was like, all right, let me try blue. And then uh, my girlfriend's all about black, everything black, 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 black. And then yeah, so yeah. he's like, OK, next week is going to be black and red. Probably this week I'm going to be blue and then, I don't know, yellow. And then whatever his kids are, like, putting ideas on him, he will go for it. Nice, nice. I find that my son gets absolutely obsessed with films. But, like, basically it's just been Frozen. So he's been obsessed with Frozen, like, forever. But it's really interesting. He only wants to hear, like, certain songs. So over the past, like, month, all he's really cared about is music, which has been amazing. Um, but it has just been almost incredibly frustrating because like sometimes he'll choose a song and they'd be like, I just want to hear that song. I don't want to hear anything else. And you start playing something else. You're like, no, 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 I want to hear that song. Um, and then randomly, like literally two days on, it'll be like, I don't want to hear that song. I want to hear something else. I'll hear that. I'll hear that one. Um, so yeah, it's crazy. It's just trying to keep up with it. But I think it's, it's really cool. Like this is definitely the most fun age that he's been so far. And I think like every time he's progressed, it's only gotten more fun because you kind of see more of his personality as he goes, which is just amazing. Um, and you know, like inevitably when a year passes, you start thinking, you start reflecting a little bit right on, on where they've gone and where they're going. And yeah, it's, it was cool. It was definitely cool. Um, I was really glad I was there to kind of like to see it. Did he get a lot of clothes or a lot of toys? 
You guys have to start loads, throwing them. Loads of toys, loads of toys, like so many toys. But he loves them, so you know it totally works. And we we've started doing like, do you remember when Joe was on the podcast and he started talking about toy rotation and we gave him so much <laughs> shit about it because it was like, uh, you know, it was like holding back the good stuff. Um, we've actually started doing that or like taking things out of rotation, popping them in the loft, and then bringing them back down. And he loves that stuff. Um, it's just a way of like rotating it a little bit uh, and making him. You know, it declutters the house, which is definitely what we need. Like, yeah, man, like we've got so many toys just flying around all over the place. And he gets obsessed with like the weirdest things. Like he he had uh, a couple of weeks ago, he got absolutely obsessed with a plug, like <laughs> literally a plug for a uh, I think it's for uh, for a phone. Um, but it was it didn't have the cable in it. And it was just like literally the first word out of his mouth in the morning would be phone plug or plug or that one or i need that the the thing like yeah it was great though because it how like how cost effective is that like making inanimate objects the thing that they're obsessed with but then it have to be two days later he's on something else so yeah. i told you that he's still at the age where you give him a spoon and he's like yeah spoon fuck yeah 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 <laughs> this is the best thing ever why are you only giving me a spoon now <laughs> <laughs> now nah, yeah, since cool. you said you're you're um sister brought the dog was yeah. he uh oh but he already has like cats and everything so he's used to it right because i remember when my son when my niece and my uh, nephews they finally got a dog yeah he stopped caring about everybody else he used to say like i want to go to nino's house which is my brother to go see so and so it was always like my niece and my nephew i want to go and see them i want to go and see mm. them Now it's like, I want to go see Navi, which is the dog. He doesn't care about anybody else. He just wants to go see the dog. And he's like obsessed with dogs at the moment. He's like, it breaks my heart because he keeps saying like, I want a dog. His name is yeah. Max. He's going to be brown. And I'm like, well, I want a house. The house <laughs> name is like, I can't afford it. The yeah. color is like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he's, um, I think so what i've noticed is that it'll become momentarily obsessed and then as soon as it leaves the house he doesn't really give a shit so like um it was a really tiny choco poodle thing i don't know dog breeds that's my sister's thing um <laughs> but it was like a, a tiny dog like bigger than uh i don't know like what can i compare it to size wise um cocker spaniel <laughs> yeah but i don't really know how big those are either so it's like it's a dog uh it's as big as a i don't know if you laid down like a, a medium-sized teddy bear uh it was like that big like five centimeters or you guys don't do centimeters uh like five inches maybe from the ground or no three inches from the ground maybe um that's a tiny like, little man yeah like teeny tiny dog like a total handbag dog like something you'd see paris hilton like toting around um so and he you're... loved it and the difference with dogs and cats is that When cats see a little person running around, they're like, fuck that. I am not getting anywhere near that guy. And if he tries to chase me, I'm just going to run and go into a place that's too small that he can't fit in. And then it's fine. Um, whereas with dogs, they're like, oh, my God, little tiny human. That's awesome. I'm going to start playing with him and doing whatever. Um, and he was great. Uh, and she was uh, the dog was great, too. Like, she just licked him over the face all over uh, all the time. Um, played lots of just had lots of fun with him. Um, And then inevitably just run around lots and lots and lots, um, which he loved because he could just chase the dog lots and lots and lots. Um, obviously, you know, we we made sure that we were always in the room. You got to always be careful with dogs because you never know. 
and things could turn so quickly but yeah like a dog that small it was great um and like because she's so quick like yeah he, he never even got close to her um but yeah as soon as the dog was gone he was like oh no that's cool dog's gone won't mention that anymore um and i have the same thing when i take him around my uh mum's and my mum's got like a bunch of horses and she's got this really tiny horse called bobo who's like a shetland horse and shetland horses are like i don't know dude they're like uh imagine imagine a goat like a goat size right but they're a horse that's kind of what shetlands are but like they're really clever they're really sneaky um they will sniff out food from like miles away uh and they're just they just get obsessed with the weirdest kind of things they're really really quirky animals um they sound like somebody i know yeah (laughs) tiny not a real human but he is a human (laughs) sneaky (laughs) they smell food from far away (laughs) sounds like somebody i know yeah yeah um and like uh he became obsessed with this animal as well um like bobo came away just constantly saying bobo if you say Bobo to him while he's at home, he'll he knows he knows where he's going. So it's great that he's kind of forming those relationships. But yeah, all that stuff takes time. Like, I think the the thing for me that's kind of changed is that, you know, he's two now. I we've we've got we've we've done the job where they're like crazy, crazy fragile, and obviously he's still fragile. But he's you know he can walk around, he can go downstairs, he can. You know, you can do so much now. It's it's absolutely amazing. So, you know, it's kind of letting him starting to learn his own thing now, which is cool. Um, yeah, it's nice. It's really, really fun. Like every day is fun with him. Like it's so much fun where I'm like, I really like my job, but I, I'm starting to think mm, he goes to school in like two years when he's four. Maybe I should make the most of this time now. I don't know. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. It's good fun. I want to meet Bobo. He's like my spirit animal now. <laughs> Dude, I'll send him a picture. He is like, uh, we, we, so horses love carrots. Everyone knows that, right? Um, and he literally galloped, I think it was about 100 yards or like 100 meters to get one single carrot. It was like tiny, but yeah, he's awesome. What's up, guys? Jose de la Roca here, and I'm happy to announce that I have partnered up with Live Bearded to share with you all the amazing products that make my beard feel and look this good. So go check them out online at livebearded.com and use my promo code de la roca to get 10% off your order. Go check those guys out because they're amazing bearded guys just like I am and they only have one mission for the beer men to look, feel and be their best. So go check them out online at livebearded.com and use my promo code De La Roca to get 10% off your order. That is De La Roca. D-E-L-A-R-O-C-A. So one of the reasons I, I told you I needed to start, uh, I couldn't meet up with you and do a couple podcasts is because last week um, I told you we were basically school shopping. <laughs> yeah, so how does that work? How, like, what, What's the deal with that? Because obviously I have, like, that's a far-flung future thing for me. Well, not too far. It's about three years. And by the way, like, uh, if people don't know, you live in England. I live yeah. in San Gabriel, California. And what I'm about to talk about, it relates to me only because I also don't know the rules in, like, I don't know, you know, 
New York. I don't know the rules in Arizona, but I know the rules here now. So basically, we were um, my son is about to turn five, which means he's going to kinder, which means he's going to school. Basically, he's going to public school because you know I do podcasting, so I don't have money. <laughs> and then um, we were talking about like where is he going to go? My girlfriend works as a teacher in a different city. Uh, the city is a really, it's actually a really, really, really nice city. And it's called Claremont, California. And I always thought that because, you know, he lives, we live here in San Gabriel. He was supposed to go around here because the rule is that wherever you live, there's a school district for you. So, for example, let's say if I live uh, right here in this uh, uh, elementary school in front of me, technically my son's supposed to go there. There's a couple of rules where, like, if it's too full, then they'll you know put you somewhere else but i didn't know that for example if you're a teacher and you work at a different um you know city you could transfer your kid which i didn't know that until my girlfriend told me a couple months ago and i was like this whole time we were talking about you quitting coming over here and for you know for you to take care of her son full time and she just throws like he could go over there to Claremont because I work there and I'm a teacher. He could transfer. So the way it works is that basically we had to go to our city and we had to tell them, hey, my girlfriend, the mom of our child, uh, works in a different city and she's a teacher there. And we want to basically transfer our kid to that city so he could go to school to that city. So the way it works, like basically the city of San Gabriel, where I live, has to release my son from this school district. And then we had to go to the school district in Claremont and be like, hey, the same thing. My girlfriend yeah. works here, blah, blah, blah. We need to enroll him here. Now, this is the tricky part. So we go to the city of Claremont and let's say each city has 10 schools, 10 elementary schools. I don't know if you guys have elementary schools over there yeah, or yeah. if it's the same. So basically they said, okay, the only thing is that you cannot choose where you want to go. So you need to give us top fours. And we will go from number one, if there's space, number two, if there's space, number four, and like that. So yeah, basically yeah. we could pick the best school that we think is for him. But if there's no room because it's a transfer, we will we'll get bumped all the way until they find some place. So what we have to do as responsible parents is basically go to every single open house, uh, kinder open house, and check out the schools and make our decision in our top five. So that's what we started doing last week. And it's it's a very interesting thing to, I guess, kindergarten shopping school because you get to see how every school is different and how you start looking at things that you never thought you would be looking at because like for example uh, my uh, girlfriend went to this course called mount view and she liked it and she was like you know like one of the things that we started looking at is like we want the kinder to have its own bathroom because it's a big transition for a little kid that is going to like pre-k and like uh, daycare especially where he goes to that he's basically family because everybody knows my girlfriend their friends yeah. they, she's been going there forever so every like they do everything for him you know like they 
prep the meal. They so you want to have that kind of relationship, but not so much like that. So you don't yeah. want to go to a school, throw your kid there, and the bathroom is like in the other corner, and this you know where he has to eat his you know breakfast or whatever. It's like in the other corner. So you want to have the same environment but different right like so yeah. we were looking at the kinder hopefully had its own bathroom or at least close to it and things like that so i went to she went to one on tuesday i was off most of the whole week and then i ended up going to one on wednesday and i don't want to say the name of the, of that school because uh, i'm about to talk shit about it now nah. <laughs> so this this school because it's funny because my girlfriend she works in the district right mm. and she basically takes care of all the kids that they will be someday going to the school district and she's also known all the parents that work there and all the parents that work at the she that little um city is famous for all these big colleges like the college of theory is like very like different kind of colleges that are very popular and there's a lot of people coming from out of state and from other countries to go to those big universities and um so the funny thing is like she knows kind of the reputation in every single elementary so she's like oh the one that you're going to go today is called the hippie school because they they literally don't give kids you know homework they let the kids do whatever they want Yep. And the school is run by the kids and not by the by the the teachers. Yeah. And it's funny because I went and I just heard that, right? But you never know what you're going to expect. <laughs> and uh I got there and there's like a line of eight uh and seven and nine year olds, like a line just like telling us oh welcome this is where you're supposed to sit down and the principal starts talking and she's like so this is what we do the this is what it's all about and by the way we're going to give you a tour but our kids have volunteered to give you a private tour and i'm like what and they're like yeah you're going to have a private tour with all of our kids and blah 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 so we're going to assign you a kid and then he's going to tell you where to go and you know show you the library and the cafeteria and where your kid is going to go and then she drops this bomb which i have never heard in my life and maybe you guys have schools like this she's like by the way we have a multi-age school and okay then, and i'm like okay she's like which means that our kinder is from kinder to second grade. Then our our other than the next step is second grade to fourth grade. And then is fourth grade to sixth grade. So they basically only have three levels. Mm. And I'm like, wait, what? And uh and then she's like she's like, Yeah, we here uh have the same philosophy that we had uh, like a hundred years ago when there was only like 20 people and they had to like combine, you know, kids ages and teach them the same things. Yeah. And I'm like, what? She's like, yeah. So basically y your son who's going to kinder is going to be going to the same class. A seven year old is, and they're going to be, you know, having the same blah, blah, blah. And she tried to explain it in a way that only like a principal would, 
but yeah. that bugged my mind where like how do you combine two different educations and you know your what if your kid is being at home the whole time and he goes to kinder he doesn't even know what letter a is and yeah. then there's a um a basically a seven-year-old who is supposed to be doing math and blah 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 anyway so the kid takes us to see the classes and everything and everything finished and what i had to say about that school is basically that that school it's for somebody that needs to be developed as a human being yeah so what the whole school is about they're not about education they really didn't even talk about education but if you think about it, if a seven, eight-year-old little girl is telling four adults where to go, where everything is, explaining the situation, open up mm. like herself and being so social and everything, that's pretty amazing, right? Yeah, yeah. And then I started talking to her. I'm like, hey, so can you tell me what's your curriculum and what are you guys studying? And she's like, I don't know. And then I'm, and then she's like, oh, and she's like, she used to go to this other school and she transferred here. And I'm like, oh, why did you transfer? She's like, oh, the other one was too strict. And every single classroom that I went to, it was like going to a daycare where like yeah, yeah. one teacher was around five kids and every other kid was doing what the fuck they wanted to do. <laughs> but what I'm trying to say is like, like I told everybody. Every kid is different. Some kids need to be more open as human beings and social. So if you know that your kid needs to be more social, more open, if he's too shy, he's not communicating with you, he's not communicating with the world, he's having problems with their speech or having already problems with their confidence as a human being, because that's a big important thing about education, right? Yeah. What if you don't want to learn because you feel afraid or if you have self-esteem issues or, you know, that's, you know, most of us, we will not use what we learn in school in our lives. Right. And then, but social skills and, you know, you could be a, the greatest salesman person or the biggest marketing agent and that's social skills. Right. So yeah, what I saw is that yeah. if your kid is very shy, he needs to be developed as a human being and being somebody he needs to open up to the world and, you know, come out and be like, this is who I am. Like, and I need to open up and share my thoughts and everything. That was a good school for them. But it's Doesn't not, it's not a school for my son. My son actually needs to shut up and, you know, have more, <laughs> you know, you know, be more straight and learn. What was it like being led around by an eight-year-old? Because, like, for me, I, I, I would imagine that's incredibly awkward. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. When she said, uh, these two little girls are going to take you, weird looking guy, you big tall guy, <laughs> and you big tall, I guess, Russian guy that can barely speak English to a tour. And it's funny because he's like, yeah, in my country, so different. And I'm like, yeah, like I'm, a, I'm from a third world country where at four, you put on a uniform, you sit on a desk and start learning how to you know, do math. And you yeah. guys probably know five languages, especially in Europe, you know, like they know five languages, except you guys. No, just kidding. Yeah, um, <laughs> no, it's totally true. We uh, don't. <laughs> like they know five languages by the time they're like seven or eight. 
and it was a big shock for him too but and for me it is but you could tell that one of the girls was like it's going to be like the the one that follows the other one and the other girl was like yeah let me tell you about this i don't know but i was like okay becky <laughs> but it's like uh, did you get a feeling that they were just like coached basically they were told exactly what to say and mm, no that's, that's that was why i think that school is for developing a social uh skills for the future not m- yeah. more like you know education and it's funny because at the end of the tour we went back to the the class and then the auditorium and then one of the parents comes up and she's like, I know that we have this reputation of being the hippie school, the hippie school and everything. <laughs> and I'm like, well, yeah, you are. <laughs> Is that a bad thing? Some kids really need this, you know, but my son needs to have a more strict education type because I know that that's one area that I'm mm. going to need help. You know, every parent should know their kids, right? I yeah. know that I don't like school. I know that it's not that I'm bad at school. It's just I don't like school. I don't like mm. to, uh, you know, do homework. I don't like to learn about math and science. You know, that's not my thing. And my girlfriend, she's good at teaching stuff. But as a parent, I know that I'm going to need help on that area. So I need a school to be strict and be like, kindergartens at the end of the year you're going to be able to do this you need to do this they're going to know how to open a backpack put a file thing blah 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 and then the other school that i went to i fell in love with and they were doing all this kind of uh amazing things for kids but that school is not for my son and i don't know how that works over there i mean do you even know how it works over there so it's kind of a similar thing so like the way that it's split up per district is it's it's called something called a postcode lottery. So basically where you live, you get automatically assigned like the school that's nearest to you. Um, but then you can choose like the top three, like you said. So if for whatever reason there's not a space in a school that's the nearest to you, then you'll go a little bit further out and kind of go from there. I mean, we're really lucky. We've got schools kind of everywhere, but like talking to it's really difficult because talking to people who have kids who are about to start school and my, my niece has just started school and it's just the first couple of years are just them really, or even the first year it's, it's just them getting used to school and getting used to like, this is an adult. There's not your mum and dad, but they're going to tell you what to do and they're going to look after you. Are you cool with that? And it's like, yeah, okay. And then they just go along with it. And then, uh, you know, they have to do after school clubs and stuff like that. Um, but it's, I think for me, like I, I'm kind of, I'm the same with as you in terms of my what I imagine my philosophy would be behind choosing a school, which is like, right, okay, me and my wife are raising this child. How are we doing it? What are we really good at, and what do we actually suck at? Because nobody's a perfect parent, right? Like everyone's got something that they're weak on, or well, not even weak. I think just something that's not their strength, right? Um, and I think for for me and my wife. It's, it's too early to say what that is yet. Um, I think we we both try and be fair um, and we're both kind of responding to him because he's changing so often. But I think when it comes to schools, like, 
I'm going to be honest. I think the biggest thing for me is like, right, I got to take this kid here five days out of every week. I don't want to drive. I want it to be close. I want the school to be good, right? Like, I want it to be good. I don't want it to be terrible. I don't want it to be like a hippie school. Um, But, like, at the same time, I want it to be close because I think there's nothing worse. And I remember from my own childhood, like, I I went to a primary school that was really, really far away. Um, At least, I I basically, I moved, like, two years in. Uh, So primary school is like an elementary school, your side. Um, And, like, the last three years, I lived really, really far away and I had to take a bus in. And I know that's quite standard for Americans, like taking the bus in, because obviously it's a much, much bigger country in the UK. But most of the time in the UK, like if you're not walking to a school, because uh, there's so many schools around, like you, you really, really should be. Um, I think it's just, I think it's just a nightmare for the kid because they have to get up earlier. Uh, you have to get them up earlier. You have to drive them or they have to take a bus. They might miss the bus or you've got to accompany them on the bus. Like it's just a fucking hassle. Like, Whereas at least if that school is only down the road, you know, you know, they're safe, you're close, they're close, you can walk together. So they get a little bit of exercise. Um, yeah, that, that's kind of my philosophy at the moment. But who knows, man, like once we start doing visits and stuff, I bet you that totally changes. Like he is not going to that school. The kid that showed us around who was eight years old at a school with I, we can't do that. Uh, you know, like, 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 who the fuck knows? Because, like, it's like looking for a house, isn't it? Like, you you, you observe and you look at things, you're like, that would bug me. He shouldn't go to that school. Whereas, obviously, it's probably okay. It's funny that you mentioned, like, getting up early and stuff like that. I don't think my girlfriend listens to this anymore, just like your wife. They just got tired of us. Um, <laughs> but um, I've been mentioning that to my girlfriend. Yeah, I was like, "Well, you need to change your schedule. Why are you going to wake him up at the same time, and you and he doesn't need to be in school until eight? And she's like, "Well, we're gonna go to sleep earlier." And I'm like, mm. "So I keep bringing it, like, <laughs> but are you gonna change your schedule? Cause he doesn't need to be to school until eight, like." Take the hint, lady. <laughs> like, <laughs> don't work anymore. Like, or like, uh, it's funny because you know we have different issues in our in our house right now because it's funny how the the whole system works because she makes this much, she doesn't get um, good health insurance, but if she only made like three thousand dollars less, she will get free health insurance. So yeah. I'm at a point where I'm kind of throwing that angle where like, hey, why don't you just work like less hours? And now you could have free insurance and my son doesn't have to wake up at six in the morning for him not to be to school until eight, you know. But, yeah. you know, that's another thing about being, you know, broke, I guess, that it's fortunate situations. And no, you're talking about like a uh, far school. This is 25 yeah. miles. <laughs> Fuck. But you guys are weird in like like in in America though, especially in like the uh, no the, the West but Coast. There's there's an elementary school down the street here. Yeah. So, but look, one thing I want to say, dude, every every day of the week. <laughs> one thing I want to say though. Yeah. Uh, like I said, I I don't want my school raising my kid. Right. Yeah. I I'm going to teach my son his thank yous being a you know a good human being what i want the school to teach him 
is the tables, why this works, some history. I don't want the school teaching him how to wipe his butt, how to say thank you, how to become a good person, right? I need them to teach him education. That's what they're going for, right? And that's what I think that the school should be because, and people should under, parents should understand that, that they're, you know, those teachers are not there to raise your kids. They're just them to give him knowledge, you know? And mm. that was another thing I, I, I the, the big difference that I saw on, on one school to the other one is that the hippie school, I felt like the teachers there were like, not even teachers. They were like, you know, like daycare teachers. And yeah. uh, the other school, I had that sense of she is a teacher. Like yeah. there were two ladies, one older one, the older one, and they looked like teachers. They felt like teachers when they were talking to us. They were talking like teachers and not only teachers, but they felt like they were good human being teachers. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. She could be a teacher, but she could also be your grandma. You know what I mean? Like, and that was like, for me, a big plus. I told my girlfriend, yeah. I was like, he's going to that school. And she's like, well, how do you know? Like, I, I wasn't there. And I'm like, well, no, you had to see this school. <laughs> the school was really nice. It, it was an outdoor, it's called an outdoor school. So every single class it focuses on a different, like, nature area. And they emphasize nice. the nature. And they do, like, a couple of programs. And they do coding since they're in kinder. They do nice. robotics in the uh, when they get older and things like that. So hopefully he gets to go to that school. But like I said, it's uh, we are in a situation that we're going to transfer him. And even though we want to, him to go to that school, it's out of our you know hands. It's just about yeah. luck, right? It's going to be an old man just signing papers and be like, "All right, who's this guy? All right, I don't give a fuck. All right." <laughs> One, two, three, this cool. Oh, all right. Boom, stamp him. Yeah. Go this 500 go in, this 500 yeah. first child. Nah, he doesn't go in. He has to go to somewhere else. But like, so here's the question. Are you going to do more school visits on the ones that you think are good? Or so, a, a one per school? So basically, I think there were 10 schools that we could visit. Uh, my mm. girlfriend went to uh, one on Tuesday. I went to one on Wednesday and Thursday. She went to one on Friday, which she liked, but it's an old school. And there were, you know, no school is going to be perfect, right? Even though the one that I went to on on, on Thursday was pretty good. Um, <laughs> and uh, um, I'm going to go to one on Wednesday, and she's going to go to another one on Thursday. And then we're going to decide our top three and to just roll with the punches you know it's one of those things that even though we want my our son to go somewhere who knows and the funny thing about uh there were so many things that you know looking at at the schools it was like is my is there a diversity is there this yeah. and that and things like that uh not too much diversity but some you know it's like it's like <laughs> you know like we don't want people just dropping here and there like coming in and out and uh things like that but it's it's a hard process because it's going to change the you know your kids you know life it's a big change for a little kid yeah that's why i kind of feel like uh it's nice that the state kind of takes the control away from you to a certain extent because like it's such a big thing like it's an it's it's such a 
a massive massive thing like what school you choose um so at least by doing a top five it's like well yeah this one would be great but it's probably not gonna get in this one at least it makes it a little bit i i think for me like uh, parental guilt is something that i have like constantly all the time um an example of that would be like so I've been playing Pokemon a lot on my Nintendo Switch. Um, <laughs> and it, it, it always comes back to video games, always. Um, and my son, basically, I put it on charge because I, I was playing it and it ran out of charge. And then usually when I go to bed, put it on charge and then it charges. And in the morning before he wakes up, I usually pick it up and then I put it in a drawer, right? I forgot to do that this Saturday. I didn't put it in the drawer. So he picked it up and then he was like, oh my God, what is this amazing piece of technology? And then plays around with it. And inevitably after five minutes, I'm like, okay, you can play with it for a little bit and I have to take it away from him. And he like screams the house down. He's he's not happy that I'm taking it away from him. And then like that becomes the thing that he's obsessed with. Like he's had it once, this magical device. Um, and the parental guilt thing, I mean, I'll bring it back to schools. So, like, the parental guilt thing is like, that was my fault. That wasn't his fault. It's not his fault that he can't, you know, disengage from something like that because he's never had it before. The fault is mine because I left it out, right? And you could you could say the same thing about schools where it's like, oh man, I put the fourth one third, where if I went for like three more visits, maybe I'd have realized that the, the the fourth one was really the the uh, or the third one was really the fourth best and stuff like that. I think it'd be so easy to just like completely put yourself in knots, right? And it, for us personally, it's different of opinion, right? Because mm. we haven't gone together as parents because she works, I work. So we have gone to what we can. So let's mm. say my girlfriend could have a good opinion about one. But then I just went to this one and I fell in love with that one. She didn't yeah. see that the teachers were really nice and she could be our grandma and a teacher at the same time. She didn't see the classroom that one of them was really nice and the other one was brand new. And they both yeah. had their bathrooms inside things like that right so who yeah. knows? it's a big change it's just it's it's an incredible thing that <laughs> uh you know when you were young you never thought you were going to be doing <laughs> <laughs> but at least your girlfriend is a teacher so that must make it easier right like she knows like the tricks and has an idea of the reputations and must give you like an inside track and all that stuff and she knows the parents and she knows like but it's funny because like uh my son's best friend at the moment uh his name is owen and then um the mom is a principal for a school but it's in the different district and it's just complicated so it's like what perks do we have and things like that so <laughs> i've been in the area a lot and i've been asking people i was like so what do you think about this school how what do you think about that school yeah but who knows man at the end of the day it's like i want him to go to this one but i'm pretty sure that old man in the you know, district office is just going to be like, oh, this is a name. Let's throw him anywhere. <laughs> but, and this is something that my teacher, I've only got a couple of teacher friends. They're not teachers anymore, but they always tell me that like, it's not, what's the term they use? So like, you know, when you've got like a really good basketball player in a team full of not very good basketball players, they stand out, right? And like the worst player in the team also stands out. So it's like this weird kind of like, there's like a mean average for the school. At the end of the day, if you've got a good student, they'll be fine, whatever. But if their potential for amazing, then they're more likely to get recognized at top schools than they are at lower schools. Maybe, don't know. And likewise, if they don't put in any effort, they're going to be shit at whatever school they go to. So there's that side to it as well. And it also goes to teachers. 
Yeah. Some teachers are there just because they couldn't be policemen. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Right? Yeah. Uh, anyways. You'll are be you fine. ready? Hey, are you ready for this? Are you hanging on the edge of your seat? I need a break. Are uh. you ready? Hey, are you ready for this? Are you hanging on the edge of your seat? I need a break. Are uh. you ready? Hey, are you ready for this? Are you hanging on the edge of your seat? I need a break. Uh. Out of the doorway, the bullets rip. Repeat to the sound of the beat. Welcome, everybody. I know it's been a long time, but we have a little segment called Andy's Chokes. And the way that Andy's Chokes work is that Andy tells us a joke. And it is on you to let us know whether it's a good joke or a bad joke. And you could be part of the conversation and the jokes by sending us an email. Hello at josedelarroca.com. Hello at josedelarroca.com. You could also be a sponsor for Andy's jokes for Andy to keep telling those amazing, funny, funny <laughs> jokes or bad jokes, depending on you. But here is Andy. Right out, out of his football match. <laughs> That's the real joke right there. Here's Andy with Andy's jokes. <clears throat> so this joke actually comes from my son. Uh, <laughs> and I'll, I'll tell the story how it comes uh, maybe afterwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, <clears throat> joke, it's been a while. I'm ready. Jose, are you ready for the joke? I'm ready. Yeah? Are you always ready for jokes? Woo woo! <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do it. So... What do vegetables like to do in the evening? That is, what do vegetables like to do in the evening? I don't know what they like to do in the evening. Carrot oaky. Ah! (laughs) (laughs) So, my son kind of came up with the punchline for that joke uh, because I needed to get some carrots for the horses, but he wanted my keys at the same time. So he said, karaoke, and then it kind of just came from there. So yeah, so there's another original one. Yeah, two weeks in a row, man. Wow, we are so proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> and if you want to be part of Andy's jokes, you can send a private message to Andy at... Gaming Goodness on Twitter. That's G-A-M-I-N-G-G-O-O-D-N-E-S-S. At Gaming Goodness. Always happy to hear feedback. Always happy... To hear basically whatever, so just send me a private message and then uh, I'll probably give you a shout out next show. And if you want to be part of Andy's jokes or a sponsor, all you got to do is send us an email. Hello at josedelarroca.com Anyways, talking about sponsors, did you see my beard stuff? I did, I did. Uh... If nobody's seen your, wow, it's a beard comb. That's amazing. Uh, if nobody can see Jose's face, which they can't because it's a podcast, uh, he, upside down, cheer pet face, has a massive, amazing manly beard that I'm constantly jealous of. Uh, but then I see that he's got no hair on top, so it's not too bad. Um, but it makes sense. He's producing uh, shaving products now uh, and reviewing them. So, uh, yeah. How did that come about, Jose? Tell us the story. All right, so um, I have a beard, 
And um, one of the reasons I start doing this is because um, I'm changing paths, I guess. Like I'm, I was focusing on different things. Now I'm transitioning into video and trying to, I guess, create a brand. And the brand is this weird upside down chia pet face. So what I noticed is that whenever I went out, people would not say, hey, it's the dad. So they will say, hey, it's Jose de la Roca. So my name stands out really, really a lot. So I decided to transition and that's why my new Twitter handle, I mean my new Twitter handle and Instagram is at Mr. Jose de la Roca. And another thing that will always stand out was my beard. It's incredible how many times a man and mostly, I mean, all of the the things that I always get is from men that they will always say, hey, that's a nice beard. That's a shiny beard. That's a black beard. People will always ask me, like, do you dye your beard? Meaning, like, why is it so black? And I'm like, well, not yet. I mean, there's going to be a time that I'm probably going to do it when all the grays come out. But at the moment, I don't. So what I decided to do is be like, hey, since I'm building a brand and I have a couple of YouTube videos and I'm trying to build something on Instagram, why don't I reach out to people and see if they want to be a sponsor of us? Basically, I have a YouTube channel. I have a couple of podcasts and I decided to start reaching out to, you know, some beer companies and one of them said, hey, you could be a partner of us. All you got to do is send people to our website and, you know, you could have a stake on the on the money. So basically, if you go to Live Bearded, that is livebearded.com and you use my promo code De La Roca, which is my last name, D-E-L-A-R-O-C-A, you get 10% off or of your whole purchase. So basically, they said, you want to be a partner? Great. Bring some people and you get something, you know, also. So not only anybody that uses my code, de la roca, at livebearded.com, they get 10%, but we also get 10%. So I think that was a trade fair and I started, you know, promoting them. I did a little video. So if anybody wants to go to livebearded, that is livebearded.com and use my promo code de la roca, you get 10% off your purchase. And the funny thing about that is that I started doing videos and I started doing my marketing skills that I had learned over the past two years because that's how I do everything, right? I try and then I learn and if I make a mistake, I just correct it and try again. Uh, then another company reached out to me and said, hey, I see that you are uh, doing some stuff and you're promoting Live Bearded and that's pretty cool. And we also have products and you have an amazing beard. So why don't we send you a couple of products and you could review them? And I say, well, free products. Hell yeah. Bring them over. So they sent me a couple of products and then I reviewed them. And if you guys want to check them out, all you got to do is go to YouTube and search for my name, Jose de la Roca. That is Jose de la Roca. And I actually reviewed um, uh, beer oiled and beer balm. And you saw the video, right? That one you did. See. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, beard oil is always a fascinating thing to me because like I, it's, so my beard's like all scraggly, uh, and has like gaps in it for whatever reason. Uh, <laughs> so I'm clean shaven most of the time. Whereas yours is like epic. Yours is, there's no spare space on that face. It's purely all the follicles are kind of like together. So I wanted to ask you, like, does anyone ever say to you, your beard is amazing. Can I touch it? 
Uh, no, but uh, if people are new to the program, uh, I used to be an MC for Nissan, and maybe this year I will continue doing it. Who knows? Uh, and I will go to a lot of Pride events. If you don't know what mm. a Pride event is, it's basically a big party to celebrate who you are as a gay uh, person. You know, the LGBTQ community gets together and they just celebrate who they are and they throw a big party. So I used to go um, to a lot of events like that. And you, you know, I'll put up a show, talk jokes, make people laugh, you know, jump around like a talking monkey. And at the end of the day, you know, after a couple few drinks, people are already more open. So there were times where people just wanted to, like, give me a kiss or, like, you know, they wanted to touch my beard. But I never kind of let them because it's kind of, like, uh, weird. And, you know, <laughs> but they tried. But a couple of times they just wanted more than that. So not really, not Yeah. That many people say, I want to touch it. They just say, cool beard. But it's funny because it's only men. It seems like girls just don't give a fuck. <laughs> How do you... I I So I had a reasonably long beard. Nowhere near as long as yours, like until literally a few weeks ago. Um, and I kept getting stuff stuck in it, like constantly. Food, other things that are not great. How do you avoid that stuff? Uh, you can't. So uh, I'm a weird person. Not that you guys need to know this, but I use two pairs of underwear all the time. I wear boxer shorts and boxers. Uh, <laughs> and I'm always <laughs> wearing a white shirt because I sweat a lot. So ho my whole life, I have always wear two shirts, an mm. under white shirt and a shirt, that the one that you always see me with. The white shirt now... All of my white shirts, they have stains because whether I'm eating or I'm drinking my shake or anything, it always stays on my top beard, the one that you're hearing right now. Nice. And I can't see it, so it, it always ends up dripping into my shirt. <laughs> so now I have always like every single white shirt that I have has like green or purple or black beans and stuff like that. So you can't really take it out. It's just there. And then that's why you get self-conscious all the time and you're always looking at your beard. And now that I have cool products, I'm always like brushing my beard, which is the funniest <laughs> thing. But you know what's funny though? After I became a spokesperson for the Bearded and our friends at Badass Beard care that is bad as beard care sent me a couple uh products for me to review i have learned a lot and let me tell you something now i know how to do a couple things and i seen the dif the difference like i didn't know you had to put beer oil and then the beer balm and now i see it's it's an amazing thing that i do see personally the difference and it's yeah. a big difference because before i would just had to like do things to my beard always and now because i do the proper way i know like it it, it looks puffy full and shiny the whole day it's pretty magnificent i mean i i think the thing that turned it off for me was when i brushed my teeth in the morning and then around about 12 o'clock or one o'clock i go out, oh that's weird i uh suddenly have a massive hit of toothpaste somehow uh where's that come from oh okay yeah that makes sense but i think it's like it's one of those things you get used to it right like And uh, yeah, but it's it's cool. 
I'm definitely going to check out Live Bearded for sure because like uh, that um, it would be cool just to just to experiment and try things out. Like I'm still quite young, I'm like 32. I'm not old enough to get a beard quite yet, like a, a dad beard. But then like you're around that age, right? You're not a million miles away from me. I'm older than you, but 37, going to be 37. Yeah. 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 It's imp it's impressive. And uh but I wonder how it works if they have like a English division. Cuz they do have yeah. it on Amazon. Both yeah. companies. So I guess you could order it through them, but you cannot get the code and we don't get money and you know, defeats the purpose. Yeah. But it's funny cuz like if you're listening to this and you live in another country besides the United States, just go check it out. And just put my code to see if you if you do get the discount because that was the first thing I did right. I was like, this is. I was like so happy. I was like, oh, and not only because I get my own code, it had my last name, so I yeah. went and put it, and then yeah, you get ten percent discount. I was like, fuck yeah. I mean, it's a little thing. It's you know, I always tell people it's better to do something than not to do it. So I tried and I succeed. It's a little thing, but at least it's something, right? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It's cool. I'm looking forward to seeing how it evolves and the next thing that you review. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see because it took it was so simple, but it was so hard for me. And by the way, I also want to give a shout out to our friend. Uh, he's opening his first barber shop. And if anybody lives in the area of L.A. or Inglewood specific and wants to go say hi to our friends at First of All Barber Salon, that is First of All Barber Salon. He's going to open his brand new uh, location, and it is in the 1624, that is 1624 Sentinella Avenue in Englewood, California, 90302. He's opening his brand new salon this Saturday from 11 to 6. Go check him out at First of All Barber Salon. That is at First of All Barber Salon, since we're talking about hairs. That sounds good. What sort of hair do they do, Jose? Do you know? Like, if if I rocked up in there, I mean, it'd be a hell of a commute for me from the UK. But if I rocked up in there, would they would they all be all, all good? Well, it's funny because uh, I was talking to them because I uh, I told him when I met him because I actually went to do stand up com uh, stand up comedy uh, this place in Inglewood that my friend recommended me. It's called the Open Mic Spot in Inglewood, and then I met him and I told him like, dude, I've been looking for a place to go. Unfortunately, it's like so far from me, but yeah, go check him out. First of all, Barbers Salon. Nice, nice. Anything else you wanted to talk about, Andy? Uh, no, man. Just really, just again, thank you for 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 doing this. Thank you to everyone that listens. Um, and yeah, looking forward to the next one rolling on. Uh, we're still totally busy. We're still doing lots of different stuff, but uh, yeah. Um, What's everything's next for changing you? all the time. Uh, what am I doing at the moment? So I'm promoting uh, a game called Table Manners, which is on Steam on Valentine's Day. So that's ramping up really, really nicely. It's like a dating sim thing, uh, quite a cheeky one. So that's that's a good game uh, to check out. Uh, other stuff, just planning for the rest of the year, really, doing all the boring stuff, going out to meet people, um, traveling to uh, Hamburg next week. That'll be fun. Uh, so, yeah, so busy, 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 but it's it's good. Planning's always fun. Any shout-outs you want to give out to? Uh, yes. Uh, Shout-out to uh, my mate Chris, who I'll be seeing in Manchester very, very soon. Uh, he's just discovered Audible, so so good for him. Uh, and obviously, shout-out to my wife and my son. Uh, thanks for putting up with me. Uh, really appreciate it. You guys are awesome. I think you said he just discovered uh, edibles. I was like, oh, <laughs> hi all the time. 
<laughs> no, not yet. Although in the UK, we're, we're, we're getting there on that sort of stuff as well, I would think. Uh, I want to say thank you to you for being here today and letting me share all the good news that we have here. And uh, before uh, we live, I want to give a shout out to my girlfriend. Thank you very much. I want to uh, give a shout out to your wife and to your son. And happy birthday to him. And before I leave, I wanted to do a little thing because there has been a couple of things going on here in Los Angeles. We're recording early this week. And one of my heroes passed away. And it's been weird because um, I was going through a couple of things personally too. Just self-esteem, stuff like that. And then I got the news that one of my heroes and his amazing daughter uh, died in a plane crash. And I didn't know what to do because it's I guess it's my first time that somebody that I admire and I look up to and showed us how to do things and how to put your whole soul into what you do, you know, in, in a right way, you know, have, you know, been gone. And I didn't know how to react, and I didn't know what to do. I didn't know if I needed to cry. I didn't know if I needed to be sad. Mm. But um, I just want to say that Kobe Bryant was a role model for a lot of people. Uh, it was somebody that we looked up to. He showed us how to put all your efforts and you know your whole life into something that you loved. And not only he was an amazing athlete, one of the best basketball players ever to lift he was an amazing dad he had made mistakes he made a um a couple big mistakes and he corrected them and he was just an amazing person that i looked up to he gave us a lot of joys you know gave us a lot of championships here in la and he represented what la is and he was not only like i said a great dad a great athlete but he had a great mind he succeeded in so many ways that we wish we could succeed in basketball. And he had an Oscar. I don't know if you knew that. But, yeah, he just won an Oscar last year with his production company. So, shout-outs to uh, the Black Mamba. Uh, it's it's an incredible thing to go through all these emotions because he is an idol for a lot of us. And even though I never you know, said this person, you know, to anybody, but I always like thought that he was a really, really cool person to look up to. And, you know, I always thought that I would meet him and say, just say thank you. And uh, I don't get the chance to do that anymore. But I just want to share that with everybody because Kobe Bryant showed us that we need to put our heart and soul to things. And if you work hard, things will come. And you could also be a good dad in the same way you could be a good athlete. So with that, I want to say thank you to Kobe Bryant.